Let's welcome our online family. Can we do that real quick? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, I want to uh, begin a new series today, and I don't, I don't take uh, teaching lightly. I truly try to seek the Lord to see what he would want us to be, um, you know, looking at and hearing from him. So I, I truly, truly believe um, led of the Lord today. And that doesn't make me something that just means he wants to get something done and, and, um, and to speak in their lives. We're going to talk about the fear of the Lord. And this is a deep subject. It's a foundation that we've got. We just simply must get understanding on. And it is really the difference maker. If I, if I have a subtitle for today, it would be the bottom line, the bottom line. And uh, we'll dive into this. This, um, I would say, within the last year of my life is I'm getting some new discovery, some new revelation just in my own life. Of, of about me and my need for a deeper, fuller, total fear of the Lord in my life. And I, ho- I hope you'll see that for yourself as well. And um, so let's just dive in. The fear of the Lord is something that we learn. The scripture says that. We learn it. So let's start our learning on this because this is absolutely vital to everything else in our lives. Psalm 112, verse 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Blessed, come on everybody say blessed. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Now I had you repeat that word blessed. Uh, How many of you want to be blessed? Oh, there, there, there you are, all right. Um, Blessed. Blessed actually means happy, fortunate, to be envied, and uh, I want to be blessed. As part of the goal, uh, you know, and and I want to be really blessed. Don't make blessed too light of a word. Sometimes we just attach blessed with that bill got paid and I got new shoes. You know, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed. No, it's, it's way, way more deeper than that, and part of our goal constantly is that you and I would be becoming more and more happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, being a blessing so we can bring glory to God. Amen. And so it starts out with this same thing. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Let's go to Psalm 128 verse 1. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Psalm 34 verse 9 Fear the Lord, you, his holy people, for those who fear him, come on, help me. Those who fear him lack nothing. Now let's survey again real quick. How many of you want to be blessed? All right, how many of you, and don't make it light here, but how many of you want to lack nothing? That includes wisdom and peace and rest and y'all with me on this. The key, the key, the bottom line for this is the fear of of the Lord. Fear the Lord for those who fear him lack nothing. Let me say this to you very, very plain here. There is no other lifestyle. There is no other approach to life that can produce, not even close, that can produce what the fear of the Lord produces. No other approach to life, no other lifestyle that can do what the fear of the Lord does for our lives. 
The fear of the Lord, as I said, is the bottom line. It's the key. It's the key to us living and experiencing the life that God intends for us uh, to live. It will keep us, the fear of the Lord will keep us in a right relationship with God. It will keep us, watch this, it will keep us in a right relationship with ourself. The fear of the Lord will keep us in a right relationship with right and wrong, good and evil, with challenges, with blessings, because all of those things, we can, how many of you know you can have a wrong relationship with challenges? Where you actually are, are um, you know, in one sense of the word, they take over your life, the challenges, the, the concerns, and so forth for all that. We can have the wrong relationship with blessings. And so the fear of the Lord helps us to have a right relationship with all of those things in our life. It's a vital mindset. It is also a heart posture, and it makes all the difference. Now, let me say something to you. When you don't have the fear of the Lord, or if you lose the fear of the Lord, look at me for this, you're in danger of drifting. And how many of you know typically you don't drift to a good place? Y'all won't even look at me. You just... I have to. Okay, when you don't have the fear of the Lord active in your life, you're in the danger of drifting. And the drifting will take you to danger. We must have the fear of the Lord. It's, it's a non-negotiable. It has to be in our life if our life is going to track in the way that it's supposed to. Can I get, can I get a good amen on this? All right, so... The fear of the Lord, and it's like, Pastor, you tell us all the time, Scripture says, fear not, do not fear. So let's, let's break down some different types of fear. How many of you know there are different types of fear? All right. Christmas time, we decorated, and I just got to brag on my wife. She, she's incredible decorating. She just has an eye for these kind of things. So we decorated, and here's what I do. I just help. And I don't go on the roof anymore. All right. So, that's right, it's called wisdom. Um, and if you don't know, then don't ask. Don't, don't, don't even know. Um, while we're talking about that, I'll just back up a little bit. But um, we decorated and uh, we were in Lowe's or Home Depot somewhere and we found these light bulbs that uh, when you turn them on, they look like a flame. And so we got some of those, so the, the light fixtures to the side of our front door, both sides of that, and then our lamp posts to the end of the sidewalk. So we had those, and they're cool. So when we took down all the Christmas uh, decorations and everything, Alicia said, let's leave those up. Those, they just look cool. So uh, they kind of look cool, but they don't give you much light. Well, the other night, our dog... Um, he kind of alerted to something. So we go, what is going on? So I go out and I'm trying to look out on the front porch, but I can't see much because of the <laughs> flicker. It's beautiful, but I can't see anything. So I got a flashlight and we looked out there and there's a raccoon. And he's up on the front porch and he's a big guy. And he, he just, and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me, you know, <laughs> through the, so long story short, you know, eventually he, he goes away. And so we talked about, we need to get regular light bulbs back out there. So the other night I go, the other night I go out there and uh, so I'm, I'm changing them out and I'm up like this and I undo one of them. Now I have less light and it's, and it's dark and I remember that raccoon. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, all of a sudden I felt something on the back of my leg. 
Oh, Jesus. And there's nothing there. Now you're laughing at me, but how many of you have acted that way with certain things in your life? All right. And I'm hoping none of my neighbors have those ring cameras and have me on, have me on video. So um, you got that. You've got that kind of fear. You've got other kinds of fear that you need to make sure you don't lose, okay? I, I read a couple articles about people falling off the edge of the Grand Canyon. And it's increasingly so because people want to take a selfie. Or they want to strike some pose and have their friend take their picture out there. And I'm thinking, don't do that. Don't lose that fear. And so that kind of brings me to this. We have several types of fear. First of all is holy, holy fear. Come on, everybody say holy fear. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And then you have what is called healthy fear. Come on, say it, healthy fear. Healthy fear is like, you know, stay away from the edge. Healthy fear is don't pet the gorillas or don't talk back to your mama, you know. That's healthy fear. And then you have harmful fear. And harmful fear is, you know, you're running from raccoons that are not there, okay? And sometimes in our life we have uh, those different types of fear going on. Well, the fear of the Lord is awe. You're in awe, A-W-E. You're in awe, not dread. It is wonder, not cringing. It is worship, not worry. It is a healthy proper response to God as opposed to an unhealthy, distorted reaction somehow. Um, The fear of the Lord is reverence. The fear of the Lord is respect. And here's the thing that helps me to grasp the fear of the Lord uh, the best. The fear of the Lord is a high view of God and his word. Now get that. Everybody say high view. It is that you hold God and you hold his word and his ways in a high view. And when you do that, hear me, when you put God in his word and you hold them in a high view, it changes the elevation of some other things. Okay. And so when I put God and his word and his ways in, when I hold him in a high view, then guess what? Then my view of my desires and my thoughts must come lower. And our view of human wisdom and human desire and human ability and and whatever else, that has to come down. Let me tell you, the fear of the Lord is you have a high view. You hold God in the highest view. That you hold him and his word and his ways in the high view. And that alters the view and the elevation of everything else in our lives. And we must see God in that way. Amen. Now, um, we live, it's going to be news to some of you, we live in a very disrespectful culture. Oh, you knew about it. The scripture warned about it, and it's, it's just reality. It's becoming more and more so. Part of the reason is um, one thing leads to another. Part of, and, and once you break down certain things within um, family structure, societal structure, things start to break down. Uh, we're in un- inundated with agenda-laced media. Then we have social media. 
And so consequently, we have a very disrespectful um, culture at large. People are disrespectful to parents, disrespectful to teachers, disrespectful to law enforcement, disrespectful to any, any authority, disrespectful to other people, disrespectful to other people's stuff, disrespectful to other people's opinion. It's like anymore, you can't have your own opinion if, it, if it's different than anybody else. Disrespectful in traffic. Have you all seen that? And sometimes I see people in traffic, I go, I wonder what they're like in the grocery store. And then later you see them, you know, and, and just disrespect every. And, and what we've got to do is make sure that we don't allow that in, into our lives. And I believe it starts with holding God in a high, high view, him, his word and his ways. Can I get an amen? And we have to get our understanding of the fear of the Lord right. Because one of the problems there is religion. Now what we're doing, I don't consider religion, okay? My definition of religion is about God, but without God. And when we get religious, we get mean. When we get religious, we get very judgmental and we get very prideful and we have no fun. And so with a religious mindset, then we end up fearful, cringing, afraid, and we avoid God. So we're afraid of God. And that's not what the fear of the Lord is. The fear of the Lord is I'm in awe of God. I respect God. And, and like I said, what helps me most, I'm going to hold him and his word and his thoughts. I need to hold them in the highest view. Amen. The other end of the fear of the Lord that we, we don't want to understand is that we get too relaxed or we get too casual. You know, um, and if you say this, don't be offended at me, but I, it just bothers me when people talk about daddy God. You know, he's my heavenly father. He's the creator. He's the redeemer. And all around the throne right now, as he's being worshiped right now, ceases not day and night. They're not going, ooh, daddy God. You know, he's our heavenly father. He's God almighty. And I can love him and know I'm loved by him, but keep that respect. I remember years ago, uh, this doorbell rings and some little like seven-year-old shows up and just kind of postures you. Well, hey, Tim. And I'm like, what, what is this? You know, just wanted to chat for a moment, you know, and it's like, how old are you? You know, and I just think we need to keep all things in perspective. He made us. We did not make ourselves. He is God. We're not God. And he takes care of us. We cannot take care of ourselves. And, and I just think that we need to keep that right view of God. Are y'all, are y'all hearing me today? In Romans, it talks about we must know both the goodness and the severity of God. Now, stay on the right side. Stay in the goodness part there. But we need to know that and let that add into our respect, our awe, our fear of the Lord. Now, let me say something kind of hard here. It is possible to fully believe in God and yet not live fully in the fear of the Lord. Do you hear me? It is possible for who? Let's try it again. It is possible for who? For all of us to fully believe God and believe in, a God, in, in his word 
and not live fully in the fear of the Lord. And that's the adjustment that we need to make. That's the adjustment that I've been making in, in my own life. I know what I believe. And if, you're, if you'll be honest with me today, you know what you believe, but sometimes you think or act or plan in ways you know are contrary to what you believe. Do you know what's happened then? God and his word have taken a lower view and something else has, has risen and typically it's us. And so we've got to put him back. Come on, put him back in high view, him and his word. Can I get an amen out of the church today? Now, James chapter 2, verse 19 and 20, it says, You believe that there is one God, you do well. Another translation says this, good for you. Even the demons believe. And they what? So they have a fear of God. It's different than ours. But they have a fear of God. They know their end. They know who wins. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works, come on, is dead. Let me rephrase that for you. Faith without corresponding actions is barren and unfruitful. Faith must have not just what I ascribe to, not just what I believe. There has to be some action that goes with it. In the first verses that we read, who wants to be blessed? It's those who fear the Lord and keep his commandments. And we'll see as we learn and we go along here, there is faith, but there's also a corresponding actions that go with it. That's what gives our faith life and fruitfulness instead of barrenness in our lives. Amen. Now, Proverbs 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge. Let me ask you something. What did the prophet Hosea say? My people perish or my people are destroyed for a lack of what? Of knowledge. Of knowledge. Well, how do we get knowledge? How do we get knowledge? Well, knowledge, it starts, the beginning is what? We just read it. The, the fear, I'm hearing it, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of that knowledge. And we're not just talking about knowing stuff. We're talking about knowing God and knowing his word. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of that. Look at the same verse in the Amplified Bible. The reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is the beginning and the principle and choice part of knowledge. It's starting point and it's essence. Now get this though. First of all, we have information. Information. And the information comes to you and if you don't understand it, it's just wah, 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 Charlie Brown's teacher, all right? So you get information, and if you get understanding, now it becomes knowledge. And then once you have understanding, it can no longer be taken away from you because you know it. It's knowledge. And then knowledge, if I use knowledge appropriately, it is wisdom and wisdom is the way to live bible tells us that wisdom is the principal thing it's the chief thing so the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge now look in proverbs 9 verse 10 the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom here's the game changer here's the lane changer where i go from just knowing something to applying it appropriately and it is the fear of the lord come on say it the fear of the lord 
is the fear of the Lord. That means that I'm holding God and his word in such a high view that I'm not only just knowing it, it's not, even, it's not just letting me have knowledge, but it is also the beginning of wisdom. It's me, helping me to apply that knowledge in the right way. And wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom, to get it, to have it, to use it, is the chief and most important thing that we can do in this life. And so it is possible also to fully believe in God and not fully live and walk in wisdom. Oh, come on, tell on yourself. We, we can know better and do worse. And what we have to have is wisdom in our life, which when we, we are applying what we in fact know. It is vital that you have, live, and use wisdom. Now let me give you a little side note here real quick. The devil does not have this brand of wisdom. He has a wisdom that is called earthly, sensual, and demonic, devilish. He has a level of wisdom, and it is potent. It is powerful, but there's another wisdom that is from above. And the fear of the Lord taps us into that wisdom. So guess what? If you are walking in the fear of the Lord, you're going to have God's wisdom. Look at me for this. And the devil can't outsmart you because we're talking about a whole different level of wisdom in our lives. I like that part really, really good. Now, um, Alicia and I have five kids and all but one are married now. And all the married ones uh, have offspring. A lot of kids now. So we have seven grandbabies. Are y'all here? Okay. And it is harder and harder, we were just talking about this yesterday, to get everybody together. And, you know, schedules and life and everything, and, and one other thing too, schedules, life, oh, and cost. And so you've got all of those, all of these things going on, and we're just trying to figure out, you know, when will be the next time that we can get everybody together? Don't know. And uh, we're going to work on it, and we hope so. But a few years ago, we had everybody together, and we rented a lake house up in Georgia, got everybody to come in, so we got the whole crew, and um, it was Father's Day weekend, and I told my kids in advance, I said, don't get me anything for Father's Day. I said, I want to give you something for Father's Day. Now, I'm not saying this to make me look good or anything else. I, I, wanted, to get, I wanted to do this because I just felt like, have I done my job? And so I framed for them the verses that I'm about to read to you. And I went to Hobby Lobby and I got each of them frames. Hobby Lobby, did you know it's 40% off? <laughs> but they're closed today. But, um, and then I, I, I sat down with each of them and I just said, you know, I'm just so honored to be your dad. And I, I know I haven't got everything right. But you're grown now and you're going off in your life. And, and I just want to make sure you know this. And so this is vital. I want to get this across to them. And I want to get it across to me. And I want to get it across to you today. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. This is in the New International Version. We're going to read it in three different versions. And that's what I framed for them. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty 
of all mankind. And the Amplified Bible, don't miss a word of it, all has been heard. The end of the matter is fear God. Revere and worship Him knowing that He is. And keep His commandments. For this is the whole of man, the full original purpose of His creation. The object of God's providence. Watch this. The root of character. The foundation of all happiness. The adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun. And the whole duty for every man. And then in the message paraphrase, the last and final word is this. Fear God. Do what he tells you. And that's it. (laughs) And here's the thing, if we could get this. If I could get this, if we could get this. Fear God. What's that? High view. Higher than my desires, my thoughts, my opinions, anything else. Hold God in that place and his word above everything else. If I can do that and then respond to that, fear God and do what he says, that's it. That's the bottom line for you and for me because we've got to realize that everything else, everything else that we teach and believe and we emphasize finds its foundation on the fear of the Lord. And if we don't have the fear of the Lord in that way, it's, it's, we're not going to hold God in that high view like that. I want to I challenge you, don't ever come in here again. I'm not saying you did this, but don't ever come in here again. And when we sing, don't just go, Waymaker, miracle worker, I mean, you need to, it's the waymaker, miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness you hold him up it's this worshipful reverence of the Lord holding him up in that high place before I close how many of you have a life verse you have a life verse you know what I'm talking about and it's a verse or a couple verses out of scripture that you um, it just means so much to you. Well, this is what I find. A lot of life verses are about how God blesses me, how God meets my needs, how God helps me sleep good. You know, more more like that. And I want to give you a new life verse today. I'm not saying you've got to get rid of yours. But in view of the fear of the Lord, Psalm 19:14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Would you read that with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Oh, I'm thankful that he blesses us, that he meets our needs, that he protects us, that he helps us to sleep. I'm thankful for all of that. But you know what I need? Do you know what you need? We need more more of a center in our life that we're set on the fear of the Lord. And I think that when we live every day, Lord, help me today. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I'm telling you what, we start to elevate him and get that high view of God in our lives. 
And when the fear of the Lord, listen, when the fear of the Lord is our bottom line, then we're going to hold God and his word and his ways in a high view. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Thank you.